Hello and welcome to the Way Up Podcast. Today we're talking to Sir Ch- Peter Charles Leach. But as you'll hear from our interview today, he doesn't like to be called that. He likes to be known as the Mad Butcher or Butch. He's a New Zealand businessman, well known in New Zealand for his chain of butcheries that he founded. And he remains currently the brand ambassador of the Mad Butcher chain. He's arguably just as well known for his charity fundraising work and his promotion of rugby league. Uh, The Butch, he was born in Wellington in 1944, left school at age 15 on account of dyslexia, worked as a newspaper boy and a telegram boy before moving into getting a job at a Seaton butchery at the age of 16. He later moved to Auckland and opened a butchery uh, on Rosella Road in Mungary East. Uh, And then, as you'll hear from the interview, had the opportunity to expand, and he kept expanding to the point where he had 36 stores at one stage, from Whangarei to Dunedin in New Zealand. He's very well known for his charity work as well and his, his enthusiastic support of New Zealand Rugby League, including from his old stomping ground, the Mungary East Hawks and the New Zealand Warriors. He's really uh, done a lot to increase the sports profile in New Zealand. And at one stage, he even managed the National Rugby League team, the Kiwis, in 2005. He's uh, held in such high esteem by the Warriors that the club have retired the number 19 jersey in his honour, so you'll never see another player wearing number 19. That's the sole preserve of the Butch. He's done a lot of charity work, as he mentions in our interview. Um, And he talks a little bit about his life, his early life, the conditions uh, that enabled his success, uh, some of the things, uh, how he dealt with some of the setbacks that came along the way. And we also touch a little bit on his life on Waiheke Island, where he currently resides. This is the Way Out Podcast, and we bring you The Mad Butcher. Here we are on the Way Out Podcast, and uh, here today with Sir Peter Leach. Uh, uh, I said no, sir, just the Mad Butcher. Just the Mad Butcher, okay, yeah. Butcher. All good, so uh, thanks for coming in today. I just wanted to start on, on the Warriors, we'll start it nice and easy. What, in your opinions, made it different different oh, this year for the, the Warriors? Coach, the coach, yep, and the CO, both yep. of them together mm-hmm. make it. But the coach has certainly made a big difference. You've got to meet him to really get that vibe. Yep. And I'm lucky. He told me a couple of weeks ago he loves me. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's how close we are. Yeah. And uh, he's just a great a great guy, mate. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Well, what is it about him that he's been able to connect with the players? How's he unlocked these players? Because a lot of them were a core group from last year. I mean, they finished, what, 15th? Now they're in the Premiership contender race. What, I, what's his approach? I can't put a word on it. He's just got the magic touch. Yep. You know, there's something about him. Yeah. But let's not forget some of the support stuff. Stacey Jones is there. Yeah. You know, a legend of the club, and he's utilised him in the right way. Yeah. You know, we've got uh, that guy, Elga, who's a pommy guy that comes from a very, very strong league family back mm-hmm. in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a combination. Yeah. It's a bit like, you know, when you're playing a game, if you put Sean Johnson on the field by himself, he was not going to win a game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you surround people with good people, a team, yeah, and you can do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I was no different in my business. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do the Warriors now ensure that this culture of success keeps going? Because I remember a few years ago, I can't remember if it was Eric Watson or it might have been someone, they talked about the sporting dynasty that they wanted to bring in to the Warriors and, and have a, a you know Australasian sporting dynasty that would last a long time. How do, how do we keep that going now? Well, you're not comparing an apple with an apple, to be fair. Yep. You know, the owner we have now is a great guy. Yep. Mark Robinson. Yep. You know, fantastic guy, and he saved the club in a way. Yeah, yeah. The CEO's a great guy, you know. I think 
we'll be okay as long as we keep these people intact. Yeah. Keep the coach, keep his culture. I think we'll be all right, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just on Mark Robinson, can you talk a little bit from what your experience of how he's contributed to that turnaround? What, what did he do differently? What has he, what has he brought in? Well, the money for a start. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, no, that's yeah, yeah. fair. You yeah, can't yeah. run a business without money, yep. you know. Yep. And uh, he's brought that in. But his passion, mm-hmm. his passion, he's uh, he's different. Yep. I say that in a nice way. Yeah. Um, How's he different? What, what, what's oh, different a bit, about him? But robust at times. Yeah. Yeah. But like me, I'm a bit different. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, he uh, is is very passionate about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. His young boy was at the club the other day. Uh, and I thought it was his grandson. He said, "No, I'm his, that's my father, yeah. and he's a lovely little kid, but like his dad." Yeah. No, it's just his passion. His his dad was on the New Zealand rugby league board. His name was uh, uh, oh, I can't remember. Mister Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think of his first name, but he was a great guy. You know, really good guy. Mark's got some of his traits. You know. Yeah. He's a little bit different in his own way as well. He's a bit you know fiery at times and that, yeah. but. All for the right cause. Yeah. His passion for the club is humongous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Now you mentioned you mentioned business before. Just after talking about the Warriors, I'd kind of like to talk about your experiences in business and some of the particular ingredients that led to your success. My, mine. When I used to do public speaking, and yeah. I done a lot of it, yeah, uh, and I was getting paid. I wasn't doing it free. Yeah. Um, I never got sick of it. Because yeah. I said they wanted to hear my story, yeah. and my story was a fairy tale story. Yeah. I was managing a little shop in Michael's Avenue in Ellerslie, mm-hmm. and one day a lady come in, and I served her like I would anyone. And anyhow, I said to her, "Would you like me to carry the meat out to the car?" Which I did, and had a bit of a talk. And she come from one one Haas Street, Remuera. Mm-hmm. Unusual for someone from Remuera to come down there. Michael's having to buy meat, but she'd been seeing somebody. And um, I get a I get a phone call, bit hazy here, but I get a call. Mr. Hill rings me and says, look, I'd like to have a talk to you. And uh, so I, I said, I can't come during office hours, but I can come after hours. So I go in to see him. And I always remember, I go to the, he was opposite the railway station in the city. Mm-hmm. Hancock's Wines and Spirits, he was the big boss of it. Yeah. And they had, they were a big company. And the reception, a very attractive reception, actually, um, sort of looked me up and down because I was in my old butchering gear. And he said, <laughs> I said, oh, it's Miss Tui. She said, are you sure you got the right building? I said, well, he told me to come here, Harold Hill. And he walked down, the, and there was a big corridor with all the officers, and they all come out into the alley. And he was right down there. And he put his head there, oh, come on down, Peter, come on down. And he said to me, I'd like to, you know, I've got this empty shop in um, Michaels Avenue. No. Mm-hmm in Rosella Road, Mangry, mm-hmm. and I'd like to uh, finance you in it. I said, well, I don't know what finance is. Because I'm young, I'm a working class person. Yeah. And uh, cut a long story short, he financed me into it. Wow. The deal was that if the shop wasn't going okay, I could walk out of it, mm-hmm. and he would sort it out. It wasn't going extremely well, and I, I said to him, it's not going that well. He said, well, give me the keys. That you know, I'm happy to you know take back. I said, well, I don't want to leave in the poo either. I said, mm. you know, mm. and he said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. Another lesson. 
he took the noose from around my neck off. He said, will you just pay me when you can? Mm. And we'll scrub the interest. You pay back the principal. We had this. He had to explain about the principal. Uh. And um, I just battled on, and the rest is history. Yeah, you know. So, so that was luck, right? There was a certain element of oh, luck. Yeah, there was how, a, so, how much? How much do you think that luck contributes to people's success? About being in the right place at the right time. Oh, I can only talk about my yeah. own life. Right. And yeah. it, it, it's not only luck; it's your principles. Yep. Like. Um, he said that if, if it wasn't working, I could walk out. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I don't want to do that. And I stayed. And, you know, and uh, to be fair, I, I, I would have, I, I don't think I'd be here now talking to you, but he sold the building. He always told me he was going to sell the building. Yeah, yeah. And he sold it to a fella and he insisted on putting the rent up. Right. And uh, I couldn't afford to pay it. Yeah. And I didn't want to go back to losing money because that's really stressful. Yes. And uh, a lady said to me, what about the butcher shop around the corner? And that was in Massey Road. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, yeah. And funny enough, the guy that owned that, he was like a spoiled kid. He didn't want it, but he didn't want anyone else to have it. <laughs> so I went through the back door. I went through his wife, and I eventually got it. And that's where things really took off, because yeah. Rosella Road was a side street. Massey Road was the main road. Yeah, in Mangaree, was it? Yeah, in Massey Road, Mangaree, yeah. 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 Just It was maybe a a 10-minute walk or 15-minute walk just around the corner. And uh, and how did you get from um, owning that one store? What was the the step you took to to opening a second shop? I knew the Mangaree shop was going extremely well. And... I flew to Wellington for wage negotiations one day and there was a guy on the plane called Rod Slater and he was from Takapuna and uh, he asked me if I've ever thought about opening a second shop because my wife didn't want to expand. Right. But I knew we needed to expand to keep up with the supermarkets, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Gives you better buying power, but more, you know, it costs you the same to advertise for one shop in Auckland yeah. than five shops. Yeah, you know? good point. And so... Um, Cut a long story short, he thought he had a site for another mad butcher and he had no idea. He had no idea. But what he did have was an opportunity for me to get around expanding with my wife because he was going to come in as a partner. And to this day, we're still friends. And we opened, I think, four shops together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we we divided them. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. I just want to go go back for a second. So you talked about the those those values. Um, you know, we talked about luck. We also said those, those values. How how did your values come about? Like, uh, I'm just trying to figure out the the environment in which you grew up in, in which those values were established. Like, we we, we was your was your father, your parents? Did they did they speak about business and no. do they speak about resilience and no. not giving in? How, how no, did, my no. dad my dad was a working class man. Right, he was yeah. a miner originally. Right, yeah. Uh, but then he worked in Wellington at the uh, tramway workshop as a fit and turner. Right, yeah. Um, I just had a good home life. I was the youngest of seven children. Yeah, wow. And uh, had a, a very good home life. And uh, I think I just learnt them going through life. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Meeting people and talking and yeah. you know yeah you're you're obviously determined though because uh, from your bio and correct me if I'm wrong you you know you got on left school and did a paper round so you're always keen to work right you, you, I you had a had, work. had a yeah. work ethic yeah yeah, yeah. I need to become yeah. a butcher that's the only job I could get <laughs> I, I I heard did you do um some bit of grave digging before um heading into the a butcher's apprentice no um to be honest 
When I arrived in Auckland, there weren't many butchers' jobs, so I got a job at Puera Cemetery. And when I used to public speak, I'd hold up a $100 note and say, if you can tell me what I learnt by being a butcher, I'll give you the $100. And I've also got the answer written in my pocket. No one ever got it. How to dig a hole, da-da-da. You learn the value of life. The first grave I dug was a, uh, I think a seven-year-old kid oh. at Pura Rimuera. And you dig the hole and you stand back, you know, and, and, and you, you wait till they finish and you cover the grave in. Mm. But you just see the sadness in people's eyes and the mother crying and, you know, Maybe the grandmother was, you know, in tears, and uh, just you just made me realise, you know, you're lucky, yeah, you know, yeah. Mm, yeah. and it stuck with me that. So, so, um, so obviously, when you when you left school, so uh, uh, in Wellington, wasn't it? Yeah, Wellington Tech. Yeah, and then you, um, so what? You were you 15 when you left school? Oh, I wouldn't have a clue now. Yeah. yeah. And Too long ago, mate. And so did you get offered an apprentice, apprenticeship? No, there was no apprenticeship. Yeah, you, well. I, I, I had to get whatever job I could. Yeah. I started off delivering telegrams, I think, if my memory served me. Yeah. And then I got a ch- ch- job working for a guy called Charlie Yeoman in Seatoon Butchery in Wellington. Mm-hmm. And that's where my journey started. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. And, you know, I must have been pretty good at it because I, I had a few good jobs. I worked in Cuba Street for a company called Wales. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, that's the the journey started. Mm, mm. And uh, in terms of uh, schooling, um, did you did you find that difficult? Um, <laughs> Mate, I was I, in the lowest class. There was another guy called Murray Gifford. God rest him. He's passed away now. And we used to joke who was the dumbest in the class, you know. Like, and we used to be in the low classes. And the worst thing is, and I've always been very anti this, and I've told prime ministers this, I've told minister of education this, the system is flawed. Mm-hmm. The dumb kids get the worst teachers. The brightest kids get the best teachers. That's mm. rubbish. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, rubbish. Mm. And um, yeah, it was hard work at school to be fair. Because I remember one teacher we had at Wellington Tech. We had a headmaster. I think his name was Mr. Bateman. And this lady shouldn't have been teaching to be fair. But he walked past and she was crying because some guy had upset her or something. And God, he was gonna he was gonna give us all the cane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, crazy. <laughs> yeah, no. I hope it's changed now because uh, those the kids that are slow learners need the help. You yep. know what I mean. The other thing is I had dyslexia, which they didn't mm. know about those times. You know, and that's where you get things mixed up. Yep. I might tell you to shove off, but I really want you to come here. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. So, uh, and it's got. I think it's got a bit worse over the years. Yeah, with my dyslexia. And, and I understand you had a, a really good teacher in one of your final years, um, Mrs. Main. Yeah, very nice teacher. Um, I get a bit emotional talking about her. She was young, attractive, got my attention 100%, but she taught outside the square. Yep. She taught outside the square. And uh, when they done This Is Your Life On Me, which you can watch on YouTube, Paul Holmes done it, I think it was Paul Holmes, and he left a book on the uh, thing, and he said, Mrs. Main is old teacher. So anyhow, when her voice come up, I jumped out. That's Mrs. Main, my old teacher. <laughs> and I'd always wanted to get hold of her and thank her. Yep. And so what we done, me and my wife flew to Wellington and took her and her husband out for dinner. Awesome. As a thank you. Yeah. Well, 
I don't think I'd be where I am today without her. She gave me a bit of confidence, you know. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, she mm. taught outside the square. Mm. Sometimes you've got to go off the track yeah. to make a point, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. those uh, good teachers uh, that motivate your learning are key to um, yeah. keeping a kid engaged you yeah. know, at school. Or unlock, just unlock confidence, eh? Yeah. Find, a, find yeah. an area where someone can be confident. Um, back to your business setbacks how did you deal with them along the way like they're obviously every every business person is is it's never really just a straight ride to all the way how did you have a certain mentality a certain you approach just knock, knock the bloody wall down and get on with it yeah yeah that's all you can do yeah yeah if you if you sit around you know worrying about it it just gets worse yep and uh i can't recall if i had that many setbacks really i mean I did with the landlord putting the rent up, yep. you know, and having the shift. That was a bit of a challenge. Yep. But, you know, the negative was that, but the positive is you know, I doubled my turnover in the other shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what happened was when I opened uh, Massey Road, three guys come to New Zealand, mm-hmm. which is now Food yeah, Town, yeah, I think. Yeah. guy called Albert Gube owned it, and everyone said I was going to go broke. But what I done because my shop had two walls on either side, mm-hmm. and I had my own car park, I put big signs on. So when they were coming out to Goobays, they see my specials. They come in and get my meat, uh, go down there and buy the groceries. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a case where you turn a negative to a positive. You yeah, see? yeah, 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 yeah. What about um, when when New Zealand experienced uh, recessions? Did uh, did the meat um, meat trade suffer? I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, I honestly wouldn't have a clue. Uh, I mean, you just got to go with it. I mean, say, meat's not cheap now. But, yeah. you know, the, the, the mad butcher shops I know of, they're still doing okay. Yeah. Because yeah. people, people still want to eat and they want to eat good food yeah. at a reasonable price. And to the best of my knowledge, the mad butcher still does. A yeah. reason. I have nothing to do with it, mm. but they still do a good job. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Was tall poppy syndrome ever, did that ever come into play for you? Were people trying to knock you down? I mean, we hear a lot in New Zealand that, that successful people or people trying to do something a little bit different, they oh, get yeah. dragged down. How did yeah. you? How did you deal with that? Tell them, I the, told tell them to get yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Uh, Look, I I didn't let it worry me too much because um, I know I knew they were just jealous, you know, yeah. and didn't have the balls to try what I'd done that sort mm. of thing. Mm. Um, but look, to be fair, every one of those. There was a hundred people say, oh, "Good on you, you know, well yeah. done, yep. you know, mm. we're supporting you because you know you're, you're you're young, you're trying." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you find? Um, uh, obviously, you've had a couple of kids, eh? And uh, did did you find that sort of uh, slowed you down on your on your path, or how did you manage that with children and and the home life? I wouldn't have a clue. Can't remember. Yeah, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying that. You know, tongue in cheek or being smart, mm. but I'm 79 and my memory's not so good. Mm. My wife had to remind me I was coming here today. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, no, look, I don't think it did. My, I, I'm very lucky. I had a very, very good wife. Yeah, yeah. very good wife. Mm. When I when I first went into business, I would come home and we had our we just had our first daughter Angela. I'd come home. My slippers would be at the doorway. I'd go in. My tea would be laid on the table and I'd go down and kiss Angela and uh, eat my tea and go to bed and my wife would clean up. Yeah. I mean, 
I had a marvellous wife. Mm-hmm. We're still married today. We have our ups and downs now and again because mm-hmm. um, she is a warrior, you know. Yeah. And um, But no, no, it's very important to have a good partner, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything you had to sacrifice along the way? Oh, yeah, time. Time, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd go to work some mornings at four o'clock and get home at nine or ten at night. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. 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 I suppose, I mean, these days there's a lot more kind of awareness of, of wellness, I guess they call it these days and that sort of thing, but, but back in those days there wouldn't have been as much, eh? You just well, to be fair, even today I'd have to go, you know, I'd have to do that or me think of wellness. Yeah. It's called, it's called survival. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. I want to survive, you've got to put the hard yards in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or else yeah. go work a nine to five, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I will I will add this. Yeah. Only in a business isn't for everybody. Yes. I yeah. had a couple of good butchers work for me that went in their own business and failed. Yep. You know. Yeah. And I thought they would do okay because they were brighter than me. Yep. But possibly they didn't have the personality I had with customers. Yep. You know. And uh, I've always tried to be, you know, as honest as I can yep. in business. Yeah. You know. And so. I, yeah, sorry, no, so it's, so it's obviously it takes a certain kind of person, right? That's You're right, it's not for everybody. What do you know, do you, Can you put your finger on what it is? Oh, no. Is it a, risk, is it a risk-taking kind of part of their personality? Or well, is it, it is a risk. Yeah. You know, I, I was lucky that when the landlord put the rent up at the shop, I was very lucky I didn't have a lease. Yep. Because if I had a lease, I would not have been able to move. Yeah. And I would have gone broke. Yep. I would have mm-hmm. gone broke. Yep. But see, he thought he was smart, and uh, he um, he wasn't smart because I didn't have a lease. He thought he had me over a barrel, you see. Yeah. But he didn't read the fine print, you yeah. know. Mister Hill was a handshake, you know. Yeah. 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 Great guy. Yeah. And and, and it kind of leads on to what do you what do you think of New Zealand's ability to foster business and success in today's day and age? Is the country doing it right and <sighs> Do you think there's anything that could change to, to help help people go into business? Because I, I genuinely don't know. Yeah. Because, mate, at my age, all I care about is waking up the next day <laughs> and my family. Yeah, yeah. And that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. But, look, I've, I've been out of business for, oh, I don't know how many years now, you know. Um, and I don't follow the business pages. I don't look at the financial returns. I just look at my own bank balance, yeah, you know, yeah, make sure yeah. we've still got some money. Yeah, yeah. And look, we were lucky. We worked hard. We never squandered, mm. you know. Um, we didn't waste money. We didn't have to impress anybody, mm. you know. Um, and we're, we're financially secure. Mm. And mainly that's through hard work yeah. and being smart with the money. When I be smart, I never, you know bought properties and that because I didn't want hassles like that you know mm. um, a guy once said to me if this is only a while ago actually he said Butch if you had have invested in properties you'd be a multi 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 millionaire mm. I said I'm as happy as a pig and shit right now mate mm-hmm. you know mm. um, but I and we couldn't have handled the pressure and the worry my wife could not have handled the worry mm-hmm. you know mm. um, and I've got no regrets yeah yeah mm. yep. mentorship how important is that Mentorship, M- mentorship, like having a mentor, having someone to kind of 
you know guide you or give you direction as a you know did did you have that or no. have you have you provided that for others have, no. have people come to you and said oh yeah I, if support? people ask me i'll try yeah. to help them where i can but yeah. i'm also these days i said look i've been out of business yeah. since about 2018 things yeah. have changed you yeah. know the whole you know the whole world's changed you know mm. but uh no i just had you know my wife there for me and you know got by yeah yeah, and a great supporter of me dad. Yeah, nice. My dad wasn't a businessman, but he wore the mad butcher cap. I always remember when he died. I went down to Wellington to the funeral, and um, the local butcher called me in. He said, "Now, butch, don't be offended by what I'm going to say." And he used some very coarse language, but basically, what he said is, "I'm bloody glad your father's effing died." He said, "I'm sick of the." old bastard coming in the shop and saying how come your rump steak $20 a kilo my son's got it for seven ninety nine a kilo you know um, but he, he said it and there was no offence taken he said it in, in a lovely way you know mm. uh, and he said to me you know I, I wish my dad was as proud as me as your dad you know he used to wear the hat and the bloody t-shirt you know and that's awesome I, I, I said to the um, I said to my dad because that guy doesn't know about low profit and volume. Yep. And that's what I worked on. I mm. worked on low profit, but volume. Mm. And that's mm. how I done it. Mm. And, and and was it, did it become progressively more difficult um, in that butch, butchery trade as the supermarkets came into that area more and more? Oh, and there's no question, but you, you fight fire with fire. And I remember when I sold... I was at a function, and there was a big boss of some company. I think it was Food Dam or something like that. I can't remember the exact one. And he said, oh, thank goodness you've sold. He said, now we can have a bit of a go at you. <laughs> and he told me a story about they were sitting around the table one day, and uh, they were talking about, you know, they should be attacking, you know, be taking the mad butcher on a bit more because, you know, He's making us look a bit silly with his meat prices. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who the guy was, but he was the head butcher or something. He said, um, oh, no, 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 that's not a smart move. He said, you got to realise the mad butcher's loved in the community. He gives back to the community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He, you know... I know people that live in Mangri and they worship him. Mm -hmm. He said, no, we would get backlash. Yeah. And so that's what they, they, they used back a bit, you know, yeah. because they, they were the, you know, I mean, God, what they turned out was made me look like a pauper. Mm, but yeah. um, I had I had built this because of my father would give you the shirt I was back, and I love telling the story. We go down there, we'd just been married, I think, and we went down there, and he had a clock in the lounge. And my wife said, I love that clock. He took it off and gave it to her. Yeah. She hated the clock. So every time he came up and stayed with us, we had to put the bloody clock on the wall, you know. Um, but that was what it was like. He didn't have a lot, you know, mm. wasn't wealthy, you know. But he gave, he, he shared. And I think that's where I got my thing of sharing the love, which I continually to do today, where mm. I can mm. and when yeah. I can. Can't do it all the time because yeah. I'm not going to go broke helping new blokes out. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I can help, not so much now. Well, I don't have an income anymore either. Where, where did that start? Where did that giving um, that where and I know obviously the very you first, got yeah you got it from very your father. First shop, yep, in Rosella Road. Yep, in Rosella Road. The first week I was there, the kindergarten come in, wanted some sausages for a barbecue. 
Yeah. I wasn't even making any money, but I gave them some sausages. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it kind of um, leads into, you know, we've been looking, some of the charities you support um, and you have over the years, um, Diabetes, um, Auckland, Allergy New Zealand, and yeah. and um, Prostate Cancer Foundation. Yeah. Has that been uh, rewarding? And oh, I don't know, mate. I yeah. didn't do it for that. Yeah. Um, Allergy New Zealand was very special. Mm. A lady came to see me. I wish I could think of her name. Gee, I wish I could think of her name. And uh, she wanted some help and advice. And uh, she was a beautiful lady. And I, I thought allergies, you get a bee sting, you put a bit of cream on. And mm. she explained to me how you could die and this. And we become really friends. And I spoke at a funeral. And, um, yeah, prostate cancer I got because men too many. I had a guy, a married guy, ring me one day. He said, bro, is that the mad butcher? I said, yep. He said, mate, can I come and see you? I said, what do you want to see me for? Because I'm thinking he wants more <laughs> sponsorship or something. <laughs> he said, I want to talk to you about prostate cancer. You know what? I didn't know what prostate cancer was. Yeah. I had no idea. He said, I said, well, what's that? He told me. He said, well, okay, well, come and see me. So he come and see me. He said, look, why don't you talk about prostate cancer and drop the breast cancer I said you know what that's a good idea mate because breast cancer was getting plenty of publicity yeah, but yeah. in those days prostate cancer was getting nothing yeah. and I I truly never knew what it was yeah. and to be fair it's like allergy in New Zealand my grandson got allergies and that's where I got more involved you know you, know, you don't realise you think with allergy, you think you get a bee sting and you put a bit of cream on. Well, no, people die. Mm. And uh, that's how I got involved. Yeah. And I've met some wonderful people in charities. I, I, I wished I could think of that lady's name. Yeah, but I can't. She was a lovely lady. Spoke at a funeral. Pretty special. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, You mentioned before public speaking. I just wanted to tap your brain I know you're obviously a, a guy who likes to talk but it's one of those fears <laughs> <laughs> that's an understatement I have verbal diarrhea <laughs> it's one of those fears though for a lot of people right um, like people would rather jump out of a plane than get up in front of a yeah. crowd of people so oh, sure yeah and look let me just two things yeah I, I genuinely have verbal diarrhea I talk to everybody yeah I see people on the street, I talk to them, and they're amazed. Yeah. They see me as some god or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Here I'm talking to them. Get a photo. No trouble at all, you know. Yeah. Um, I used to get nervous. Yeah. Um, but I had a great story to tell. Mm. It was a great mm. story. Mm. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. No. But it was a, a guy from nowhere that done well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And ended up getting knighted by the Queen of England. Amazing. Never yeah. in the world. I mean, I got the QSM, you know, before that. And there's no way I thought I'd get the knighthood. And, you know, it's just a title, okay? Yeah. But what, what I got out of it was I got a bit more respect. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a loose cannon, a bit, a bit different. And so I didn't get a respect in some areas. Mm -hmm. um, but I certainly did in, in the Australian Rugby League gave me more credit. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, did it open more doors for you? Like uh, in New Zealand? All those doors are already open in New Zealand? No, did, uh, I don't, don't know, mate. I, yeah. 
I'm, I, I don't sort of look for doors opening. To be fair, I just right. I just get on in life. I get on in life yep. and do what I have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a special nights club where all the nights get together and kind of go? Oh, well, funny enough, have a nights night. Well, funny enough, you know, there's Sir Graham Henry on the island. Yeah, there's Sir Ralph Norris on the island. Yeah, and uh, we often catch up at a restaurant called. Uh, Oh, it's down the waterfront. Uh, God, can't think of it. It'll come back to me. And we get the round table in the corner and we'll sit around that. <laughs> and uh, we've had uh, we've invited uh, Michael Hill to come there once. Oh, yeah. Graham Lowe. Yeah. But normally it's just the three of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very good restaurant in the that the sound system, that the acoustics is good and you can hear yourself talk. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Waiheke, how long have you been here now? Oh, we've had a home here for about 50 years. 50 years? Yeah. Wow. Used to be at only Tangy on the beach down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sold that off for an island for maybe one or two years and come back and bought. So you were here before it was popular, before it became trendy, before it became the, you know, you were here when it was, it took it took effort to get here 50 years ago, didn't it? It wasn't just 35 yeah. minutes on the yeah. ferry. Yeah. Mate, to be honest, I can't remember. Right. There, there are some advantages of getting old, all right? There's some that aren't pleasant, and I'm suffering a few of those now, but like lack of memory, I can't remember about those days. Yeah. I just remember we. I've got some photos at home of our... Uh, we had the oldest house on Only Tangy. We had the oldest house. Wow. And yeah. it was a... Originally, it was the post office, mm-hmm. and um, it was a fiber-light home. Yeah. And uh, we had McGinty's down the end. We used to get in there for a beer. And in actual fact, we only kept that house because my father-in-law loved it. He loved going down there and going down to McGinty's. Yeah. And uh, so we kept it for a while. And then we, 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 we sold it. We just... So you, you moved Onatangi to Oniroa, Blackpool? No, I didn't move to Oniroa, mate. Get it right. I moved to Blackpool. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that shocked a lot of people particularly some of my neighbours at Only Tangy. Mm. Yes. but Tell uh, us about that. Oh, look, Only Tangy was a who's who, you know what I mean? Yeah. Blackpool's more of a working class type of person and I'm a working class person, mm. you know. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I had a couple of really good neighbours there. In actual fact, one of my neighbours, he was the local electrician, Jim Lockie, and he's living at the rest home now. He was a good guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was up the back here. But no, a great beach. Only Tangy, the best beach on the island. And that yeah. would rate anywhere in the world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I tell that to my, um, I think it's 40,000 people on Facebook I've got following me. Wow. Uh, Facebook, Sir Peter Charles Leach, actually, if you want yeah. to follow me. Yep. Um, I could do with a couple more. I want to get up to 50,000. Um, but like no, it's, um, it's rate anywhere in the world. I mean, and we're yep. blessed on Mikey Island. We've got Only Tangy Beach. Yeah. We've got. Um, Palm, Palm Beach Palm is Beach, nice. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> You're one of those nudies, are you? Okay then, mate. Okay. <laughs> no, but we've got several nice beaches on the island, yeah. you know. Yep. Uh, but there's no question, only Tangy Beach, right anywhere in the yeah. world. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, little O, Big O, and, and, and the south side of the um, island too. I love the south side. I love that view out there. It's always changing. Um, of Blackpool, I've been swimming at Blackpool on a high tide. Yeah, and it's come right yeah. up. Yeah, that's a great spot. Yeah, it's a great mm. spot. Yeah. yeah, and you can walk down, and there's a cemetery down the end, and yeah, you know, 
we can walk around the dirt road around the waterfront. You say, but you say Blackpool, you kind of put in that working class um, basket, I guess. It's definitely changed over the past few years, hasn't it? Not like for me. Not for you, no, but there's some, no. there's some, some big houses going in around Well, there might Blackpool. be, but I don't take any notice. Yeah. Well, I'm that, happy where I am. Yeah. That, that's because it's a great place to live. Yeah. 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 That's why people were coming. I yeah. think I, I had a mate say to me one day, come down there, and he said, Butch, he said, you ever thought about knocking it down and building a big flash joint? I said, why would I want to do that for? This is beautiful. It's mm. flat. You yeah, know, yeah, and I'm, I don't need to impress anybody. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. and we genuinely love it. Yeah, yeah, you know, because it's flat. Our other home in Bucklands Beach is three levels. Bad for my legs. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, it's good, and it's you know on the corner, you can go over and if I kayak, I haven't kayaked for a while, but you just put the kayak in there. Mm, and mm. I feed the seagulls every day. Yeah, nice. they love me the seagulls. Uh, I heard a rumor that your place used to be a um, a restaurant. Yes, is that true? Called the Fig Tree Restaurant. Oh, yeah. be, we had been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd been there. Wow. Yeah, we'd been there. The yeah. old Fig Tree Restaurant. Oh, we've been down here a long time. Yeah, you know. And uh, the other big thing about my place is the big deck chair in front. Yeah, yeah. you know. And look, we've had wedding parties. Want to get a photo in there and that, which we, you know. Yeah. We and we don't mind people having photo. We just tell them, you know, they have got to be careful. Don't jump because. The, the 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 stitching, you know, where the where the canvas comes around and they stitch it together, you know, if you jump up and then that could break easy, yeah. you know. Yeah. Was that part of the was the deck chairs out there when the restaurant was there? Is that is that no, is that where that came no, from? No, where no. Did, where the, the restaurant deck? the the deck chair was there when I brought the house. Yeah. And I brought it off a guy that had had a place in uh, around from uh, Rocky Bay. Mm-hmm. Um. And he didn't want to leave the deck chair. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Martin, most my land agent, a local hero on the island. Yeah. And he said, "Well, he said I know the butcher. He said he he's got the cash, and uh, he'll walk away. He wants the deck chair." Yeah. <laughs> and the guy reluctantly <laughs> left it. And Kevin had to say to him, "Listen, the price you're getting, you can build a new one." Yeah. yeah. The guy. <laughs> The guy's a bit dumb, really, yeah, you know, because yeah. it was a cash offer. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, we, we were in a, at that particular time, we are in a financially secure position, mm. and uh, we were able to, it's the best thing we've done. We yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. We love it. Yeah. I could live here. My wife, not so much, because she's got our daughters in Auckland. Yeah. 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 Do you ever frequent the local butchery across the road? Never. Never. No. Never. No. Never been there. Oh, you have never been there, right. No. I support okay. the mad butcher, mate. Yeah, fair call. Till the day I die. Fair call. Yeah. Well, this, we this have been seen buying the odd bit of meat in Countdown. Yeah. But not no. me, my wife, and I, I walk well away. Yeah, we won't tell anyone about no, that. No, I don't no. want to give them any credit. No. What's your uh, favourite cut of meat? Uh, I like, it used to be rump steak. Yeah. I like a bit of scotch fillet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like a good steak, but I, you know, as you get older, and I am old, I'm 79, your taste change. Yeah. And, you know, I tell you what, I've just had a good feed. Down the road from me, there's a guy called Willie. His mm. wife just brought down a feed of mussels for me mm-hmm. and some homemade bread. And, mate, beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Um, right. What have we got? What have we got to? Should we do the quick fire to finish? That, yeah. we, that we ask everybody: wine yeah. or beer? 
What do you prefer, wine or beer? Coke, no sugar. Coke, no sugar. Fish or steak? What? Steak. Yes. I think we know the answer to this. Warriors win the NRL or All Blacks win the World Cup? Warriors to win the NRL. Yeah. Toyota or Ford? Well, I drive a Toyota, yeah. but I used to love Ford, so I'm going to sit on the fence on both of them. All right. <laughs> uh, overseas holiday or stay on Waiheke? I'd stay on Waiheke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. If you had have asked me that question a few years ago, yeah. it would have been different. Yeah. But when you get to my age, travel's not so good. A lot of people have said to me, are you going to the game this weekend, the Warriors versus Broncos? Mm. I've said no, but I will go to the grand final. But I could not, at my age, handle going there, coming back, and then going there. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to respect your age. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you push the boat out too far, you won't get up the next day. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Good good life lessons to finish on. Any final messages, Butch, for the the listeners of the Way Up show? Just try to share the love out there and be respectful to each other and... um, Take care of your health and your family. Awesome. Simple as that. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you very, very much for giving up your time to share with us today and, and our listeners. Um, you're our first guest on the show. Um, so uh, long, long may it last. Appreciate cool. it. Hey. Thanks very much. Will, will you post me the check? Yeah, we will. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Good businessman. <laughs>